from Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between. Talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. This song feels good. I don't know about you, but it uh, but it feels good to me. It is glad to say we are back after a what seems to be a, a half a year hiatus. We it's have, been like uh, a, a forever hiatus. Yes, I know Super Bowl was our last show. Actually, I think it was the week before Super week Bowl. Week before Super we Bowl, we planned on uh, we planned on doing one, but we just didn't get to it. Uh, life gets in the way, uh, whether it be personal issues, whether it be uh, family uh, things that you know, baseball and whatnot. And uh, but, needless to say, we're here now, and uh, it feels good to be back. Yeah, we were supposed to do this before the weekend, and uh, had some technical difficulties. The uh, the, the MacBook wasn't charging, and, and it wouldn't fire up about. 20 minutes ago so <laughs> we were <laughs> scrambling had to go back to old faithful we, had, we got old faithful and uh it's so good. it's got about four inches of dust on the old dell but uh, it does here it, we are it does it has a lot of dust on it but hey it, it loaded up and everything like that and uh it it's it's been pretty funny the last few months to if i had a nickel for every time somebody asked me when are you guys going to do a show again i probably would have about two dollars and 25 cents but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but, a lot of people, but you know, I just to kind of give everybody an update. It's just been busy life. Mm -hmm. I mean, life has been busy. Um, kids, activities, uh, new jobs, new opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's just been busy as hell, but you know, definitely glad to be back. Talk a little bit, um, a little bit of Detroit sports. I a mean, bit. a lot of it instead of going around mm -hmm. beating a dead horse, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we're going to try to be a little more optimistic because, uh, the landscape of Detroit sports is in shambles. It, 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 when you when you sit here and say uh, the best organization in uh, Detroit sports <laughs> is the Pistons is no the Lions. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, from, well, you know, you know the top to bottom. The, well, the Pistons are there too. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, oh there we go. No, that was that's that camera right there. Uh oh. That that went wonky on there. So you just keep talking. I'm gonna go fix that. Oh okay. Yeah, it's just. Uh, the way that the Lions are built, I, th I think, you know, I can speak for most Lions fans, most Detroit fans, that uh, uh, I think they finally got it right. Uh, Sheila Hamp Ford has has definitely uh, cemented her place and put the right pieces in place to um, maybe go make a run at this thing. I mean, I'm not, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid or eating the cornbread yet, but... Um, when you look at a front office aspect, you know, they're bringing back some of their former legends, Chris Spielman, Barry Sanders is a big piece of the puzzle. Now there's grumblings of, of, you know, Megatron being more proactive with the team, as long as he gets paid, which he rightfully should. But I mean, they're doing what they need to do. And, and if this draft is any indication of, of, the I'm direction back. they're going I'm back. I'm back i guess a little bit um you know it 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 
could be, you know, within the next maybe two or three years, it could be exciting. I'm not, I'm not, you know, jumping on the, the eight to nine win bandwagon no. yet. <laughs> no, but, absolutely not. But I think seven, seven is, you know, possible. Their schedule is friendly, but um, I got a lot of people taking 10 and seven route, it, yeah. I, it, but because that's because there's some toss up games in there that we, that we look at and we know, but I'm more of like a, maybe like a nine and eight. Or if, an eight if, nine. It could go either way. If they go, if they go nine and eight, I, I, I would be ecstatic. Just making that jump from three thirteen and one to nine and eight, that would be great. Uh, you got MCDC with another, you know. Can we sack that nickname? Yeah, it, I like it though. Motor City Dan Campbell. All right, DC. Yeah. Uh, who's I'll, calling I'll, plays? I'll, I'll do DC. Who's calling plays? You you look at um, Ben Johnson now, their new OC, and and. All indications are once um, Dan Campbell kind of took the reins, uh, Ben Johnson was a little bit more proactive in the offensive strategy. Uh, Campbell was calling plays. So it'll be interesting um, to see who's going to be the play caller. And uh, what I was uh, hearing today was, um, of course, you know, you get all these people, you know, off season that, well, Jared Goff is, he's, he feels better now than he ever has. It's the old Miggy looks good in the offseason reset. <laughs> M- Miggy's in the best shape of his life. Right. right. Uh, he's dropped 30 pounds. <laughs> uh, he's back to running a 4 4 40. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, but you look at, you look at golf and um, the, we're not asking the guy to come in and be special. No. We're looking for somebody who can come in, manage the scheme. And be effective. Sure. Don't make mistakes. Again, the camera went out again. The old, you know, game uh, manager type of thing with, with him. Uh, I'll be right back. He's He's got the tools around him. I think it's safe to say that um, their wide receiver room is uh, much improved, barring no injuries moving forward. So, and you know what they're what their you know, running game looks like. So, you know, to me, the X factor here is, is Hawkinson is, you know, this is a contract year for him. If Hawkinson can somehow figure out how to um, uh, be a difference maker, you know, it, that, that, that could be the key to Jared Goff having a success, a successful season. Uh, but, you know he's he's kind of disappointed in the last couple of seasons, which has been which has been really bad because he's got a lot of hype and I know he he's he's given his body up a lot, uh, a lot of injuries. But you know if he can stay healthy and he can tri- contribute, then then you know what? There's no reason for me to think that they they don't compete for the North. And and obviously you know Aaron Rodgers is there in Green Bay, so that's that you know that's really never gonna bode well for the lions but you know if they can compete for second place with minnesota who you know a lot of people are down on minnesota they got a good team they might have the most complete team in the north in my opinion but yeah minnesota is a team that um sometimes it can be scary good but it all it all revolves around whether or not kurt cousins plays well if kurt cousin is in the tank they don't play well yeah if he's a guy who I'm not even saying goes in and throws 
you know, 20 completions or a guy, if he protects the ball and they were being successful running the ball, mm-hmm. which with Dalvin Cook, yeah. nine times out of 10, you are, but. But he's he's, not, he's, he's a China has, doll. He still has to be there. Yeah. So recapping the the draft, who which, you know, in my opinion, I know I just said that about, you know, three minutes ago, but. Your, what, your opinion? In my opinion. In your opinion. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. I think they won the draft. I I think they did a hell of a job. Obviously, bringing in Hutch, which you know. I, I, well, you know what? I'm going to stop you right there. They did do well in the draft, and I do. I kind of can mimic what you said. I think the the biggest thing and the stigma behind the Detroit Lions and with Detroit fans is here we are again. Mm-hmm. Who are we taking? Yep. And like. Is it going to happen again? Are we going to are we going to shit the bed again <laughs> when it comes to draft picks? And I think honestly, for the first time ever, I'm going to say I'm cautiously optimistic, yeah. but I'm very but it's more towards the, a very optimistic side of that cautious optimistic optimism. Yeah, you have to be just because of the fact that they do they fleeced the Vikings on this. yeah they did they, they fleeced them yeah and and for, their fans weren't move, happy oh, about for that. them to move up, especially to a inner division inner division yeah and you go and you move up and then you take a guy. Are you taking a gamble? Yes, but it that is a big gamble with it's uh, high risk, mm-hmm. high reward. Yeah, because the speed of that guy is very comparable to none other than Tyree Kill. You you look at um, oh their um, who's their quarterback coach? Not their quarter. One of the receivers coach for the Lions. I can't think of his name right now. He went to. Uh, Antoine Randall. Antoine Randall. Yeah, he played at uh, Pittsburgh. Went to Indiana University. Uh, I just seen a clip of when they made the trade and picked him up. He was in the hallways hooting and hollering. He was so excited to get that guy. And I think uh, when we were watching it here, uh, I'd have been doing the gritty. <laughs> I I don't want to see that. I don't want to see me do that either. It'd be be considered the shitty. But anyway, I can get Ryan to do it. That would work. Yeah, but. I think the indication when when they drafted him, you know, I think a lot of people were like, oh, this guy's coming off an ACL. You know, he didn't look very enthused to um, get drafted by the Lions. No, but, he looked like uh, he looked like he didn't even want to be there. But apparently he might have been um, living it up in Las Vegas uh, the night before the draft. So is that um, what the speculations uh, are? He said he uh, he had uh, some commitments that he that, that kept him. Up pretty late so um he might have been uh yeah. making it rain in one of the uh local uh ballet uh gentlemen's clubs there <laughs> <laughs> that or he had some freaks but to me to me the the thing that i like about this draft or there were there were players that you know were high on everyone's board um that the old regime i think would have probably just taken them because of the name but they're like nope we're going to hold off and their their second round pick Pascal out of Kentucky. Yes. Um SEC leader in sacks. I I think that right there will be this year's Amon Ra St. Brown being the, the who is going to be the steal of the draft, who's going to be the one guy that you, you know looking at it in the in the first place like, nah, I don't know. Uh, at the end of the season, I think with Hutchinson on the other end I think Pascal is going to see a lot of uh, 
action and he's going to get to the quarterback a lot. It's going to be trouble. It's, it's going to be trouble. They got two young guys on the bookends, as they like to say. Yep. And, and, uh, uh, and they already have a fairly decent interior line. I, they're, they did what they needed to do. They, they put pieces in place that could help them right now. Yeah. And, it's not like we're sitting here saying uh, this draft was a make or break or th this draft was going to be, Hey, we're going to, it's going to, it's going to elevate us to the, the, the Super Bowl. That, that I no. believe me, I'm not going to sit here and say that right. after, after the second draft with, um, with Brad Holmes. However, uh, what he did last year and what he did this mm -hmm. past year, I think we're trending towards the way of, um, again, cautiously optimistic yep. on the seeing how building that foundation, how well they're building the foundation yep. that they need. And, uh, honestly, I mean, I, I, I see nothing but, uh, but bright things in the future. Mm -hmm. And, um, interesting fact is that, you know, Amar St. Brown didn't have a drop pass last yeah. year. He was the, the, the only one with, uh, what was it? 70 catches or, or at least 70 catches yeah. that had a drop rate of, Zero. Zero. Yeah. You know, and having him in, in there and then, you know, they picked up DJ shark and mm -hmm. soul. Uh, and I think they brought back, um, they, yeah, they brought back Reynolds Reynolds. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 which you know, is golf and golf and him had some chemistry to begin when with, they, when they picked him I think up, that's going to be good for him. When they picked him up, golf, golf seemed to build on his confidence. It was almost like, all right, a friendly face, familiar, yeah, a, a with, familiar face yep. in the locker room. A feel, yep. uh, yeah. It's a familiar guy in the huddle. And the, 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 great thing about that move to me was he wanted to be here not many players will honestly say i i want to come to detroit uh, this guy got here and he fell in love with the locker room and and well, he was given an opportunity well, i don't know judging by the at&t commercial i think matthew stafford wants to come back i think uh i think he wants to come back i think matthew stafford uh wants to go work with lily at and you know, give, take her in the back room. But uh, there you go. Um, so yeah, uh, this draft to me, it we'll see 2024, 2025. There, I think that's really uh, realistically when you're going to really see it pay off. So yeah, we'll see sure. about that. But uh, first, but before we get going or whatever, I, I do want to, you know, we got a we got some comments coming in here. You know, QB one is just absolutely just lighting it up right now. <laughs> Uh, you know, but uh, I do want to say thank you to those who had reached out and asked us when we were going to go again and everything like that. And thank you for being understanding on um, and being understanding about, you know, life gets in the way. Um, but with that being said, um, I'm not going to make a commitment to being here every week right now just because I'm yeah. going to be out of town quite a bit in the next couple of weeks. But uh, for sure, on a more frequent basis, and and really dive into some more, uh, into some more, and then uh, also want to give a shout out to uh, the the boys of the OC. They have suffered just as well as we have when it comes to uh, uh, making podcasts and stuff like that. So for those of those who don't know, uh, Coach Pat is my son's baseball coach as well. So when he's out, I'm out mm -hmm. uh, type deal. But uh, you know, we were I've stopped by the shop today, picked up more stuff that i don't need <laughs> but uh you know but uh with that being said you know look forward to uh another show with with the boys i'm and sure we'll they're chopping at the bit on. too yeah for sure but let's move on the other uh dumpster fire in the city of detroit uh the state of the tigers they're they're playing right now they're 
they're tied with the the team that's ahead of them in the division, the, the White Sox. <laughs> you know, the White the White Sox have so they got riddled with injuries, but I think the biggest thing holding them back is the crypt keeper of a manager Tony that they have. They're calling for his head. Tony Larusa is terrible. Chicago in the South Side. The game has passed him by. I think it has. And uh, the best thing they would do is just say, "Hey, Tony, th- thanks for the time. We appreciate it." Uh, we got to look another direction. He's already said he's not managing after this year. Oh, he shouldn't have managed this um, year. He should have been. Well, they should have pulled he, the plug on him last year when he got a DUI the, in the offseason. The guy's on life support. <laughs> we'll just put the guys on life support. But, uh, but you know, it just seems like every time you turn around, you know, it was real promising at the beginning of the year. Riley Green, uh, he was looking, he was having a hot start in spring training. Uh, it was, he was slated then. Obviously, unfortunately, with the injury, fractured foot. Yep, uh, but he's uh, he's in a rehab assignment. He's still, in, Toledo. in Toledo, and he's been tearing it up. And and you you wonder how long they're going to leave him down there because at this point they don't lose that year of eligibility with him. So I don't know. Maybe you give him another week or so, get him some at bats. You know, get, get get that game speed up and then yeah game speed will be huge for him because at this point uh why not i, I mean, mean you've got nothing to lose <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you have nothing to lose you have you have <laughs> um mize is done for the year he's gonna have tommy john you know and here's the thing is they put it off put it off but they yeah. should have just went in right away that uh, now i remember back when i was younger and was following baseball back in the you know, I, I'm obviously I still follow baseball, but I remember when Tommy John's surgery was like career. It was like, uh, yeah, he's out. It, but now it's like it's like going to get your teeth cleaned. Well, if you it look back so often, if you, if you look back into the heyday here in Detroit, 84, you know, Frank Tanana. Frank Tanana yeah, was a yeah. fireballer yep. when he pitched for the, the California Angels and he had. A Tommy John. I don't think they called it Tommy John I, I don't back think it was then, Tommy John. but he had to literally learn how to change his game completely. He went from a, a fireballer to crafty. You know, he had that 12-6 curveball, and he could, you know, pinpoint it on the plate a lot like Greg Maddox. He wasn't as good as Greg Maddox, but hey, uh, Gre- hey. it changed the way that you had to pitch. Nowadays, it seems like some of these pitchers come back stronger. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing about Greg, Greg Maddox that you brought up, whatever, you don't ever want that guy to come and paint your house. <laughs> Because he only paints the corners. The corners. That's yeah. all he does. That's he paints it. the corners. That's it. So you have Mize that's that's done for you know the rest of this year, probably all of next year, and then you've got Matt Manning, who you know I I have yet to hear what's going on with him as far as you know why he he is on the the IL or whatever they call it, but he is beginning to throw again, so it sounds like he'll be back. Um, but Pinheiro's got you know it sounds like he's got an elbow issue. Ed, Rod- Ed Rutter Rodriguez and come back and said, hey, E-Rod, comes E-Rod up. said, I'm not coming. Eh, hey, guys, uh, I'm not coming back for personal issues like that. Do you think maybe it's the fact that the team is absolutely a dumpster fire? But if that's the case, then I don't want him in my clubhouse. No. If, if, if he's, you know, running for the hills right now because they're not, you know, winning games and, and they're not where the, a lot of people predicted them to be, good riddance. But I, I just, I don't, I'm not buying that. I think it's just, it's a personal matter. He doesn't want to discuss, you know, hopefully it's, it's not like life threatening, like something yeah. in his family or health related, but you know, 
it sounds like he's probably going to be done for the year too. So, I mean, it, it, everything that has gone just that, can't catch a break. Yeah, everything we just absolutely cannot catch a break. Everything that could have gone wrong with this team has gone wrong. And on top of that, you brought in Baez. You you, you paid thirty what thirty six thirty seven million for him. The guy has been a complete bust. In, as far as I'm concerned, he's he his his has zero plate uh, discipline. Discipline. He swings, he swings at, everything. at everything. Um, uh, he got it. You know, a nice fly out which uh, scored a run but earlier in today's game but he's just and and he he's up there in the in the batter's box digging seeds out of his ass throwing him in it's like you're more worried about putting seeds in your mouth than what's going on as, as he swings at a ball that literally ended up in the left-handers batter's box oh hold on I, uh, hold on i'm gonna def- i'm gonna defend the guy a little bit i'm sure that he's worried about it just it, I, he's I, very nonchalant and I, I do not like that but you know what though there's a lot of players that are like that some of some of the better players hey, are more nonchalant if you're batting 280 up i don't i don't have a problem with it he's batting two bills yeah but but to go and say he's more worried about putting seeds in his mouth than it was batting a, it was a, i think they i think you're being a little egregious on that one i just think when you you spend that much money on a guy but you know what, though? And listen, at, it, during the course of every Major League Baseball player, they slump. Oh, sure. This is probably his he's, slump. He's in a three-month and, slump. And, and we get pissed off because we've overpaid for him. Well. And he's not producing. But it, realistically, you can't put that all directly on him. No, I The don't. entire I don't, well, fucking team. The other free agent sign, right signing, Tucker Barnhart. He's terrible. Uh, it, he's absolutely terrible. It, Gold he, glove, my ass. Terrible. He is, here, he has not impressed hey, me. Here in Detroit, terrible. Cincinnati, great. Sure, great. Sure. But, I'll give him that. But terrible. What happened? Like, what? Wh- how do you go from you bring him in for your for his defensive abilities? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen him throw out anyone trying to steal. I don't. His arm is weak. Um, yeah, I, you know, and and that's the thing is when you looked at when they signed him, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I could get down with it. I was like, okay, I, me from seeing the games that he played mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, I'm like, okay, he's very serviceable. He's got a gold glove catcher. Yeah, but then he gets here, and it's like, dude, he's no better than mm-hmm. what we had. Nope. It's like, where where was the, I mean, where was the, the upside? The, the upside was, you know, and that's one of the things, and we've talked about it a thousand times offline and everything like that. When it comes to contracts and everything like that, I am a huge fan for paying a player for what he does for you. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more of in tune of a incentive heavy sure. as opposed to uh, like Miguel Cabrera. We should not be paying Miguel Cabrera that, uh, that astronomical amount of money for what he did back in, in 2012. Right. Well, they were, no. they paid him to win the world series and they didn't do it and, and it didn't happen. And now you're seeing, you know, the ramifications of overpaying players. But yeah, I agree. You know, when you get a player like a Barnhart and things like that, you bring guys in that give them that that will. Like, okay, if I hit you know twenty home runs, that kicks a notch up. If I get eighty RBIs, if I bat two eighty, you know, there's there's those levels that you would get more money. Um, but just to throw this money at these guys and they're just they're not performing. And 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 two with Baez, he's known for his glove. And, yeah, he has been very it, suspect with his glove I, too. I I'm not impressed. I I just maybe I'm a little bit too critical, but I think the bottom line with this team is there's five starting batters in that lineup that are at or below 200. 
Oh, it's middle of June almost. You know, and the thing is, is when you look at it, Miguel Cabrera in the last, I would probably say 10, 15 games or whatever, he has he has been probably one of the more solid guys. Well, he's leading the team. You know, go figure. He's he's yeah. the only one uh um really contributing, it seems, to yeah. to you can't see that in the camera, so no, there's I no know. sense in even I know even messing with it. Yeah. It was a valiant effort. It was a good good effort. Valiant effort. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, I think what needs to happen is there needs to be a change. Um, there needs, you know, we can sit here and cry for ownership change. That's obviously not going to happen because no. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Illich had it set up to where his kids could never, ever get rid of the Tigers or the Red Wings and stuff like that. So that's we can cry all we want. Right. It's not happening. But we what we can cry about is. General manager, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Al Avila is terrible, he's probably good as like a like a vice, Mm -hmm. not as the president of operations. Mm -hmm. No, it's I mean, general manager, president of operations, whatever you want to call him. I I just don't think I don't, you know, I don't think he has it. I'm sure he's very well respected around the league Mm -hmm. for for his years of service and like that. And it's Avila, by the way, Al Avila, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> but we got somebody leaving. Somebody's leaving. I'm not going to turn the camera on so they can't see or leave. Oh, bye. There she's leaving. But with with all the, I guess, turmoil that's gone on with this team, there are some bright spots. There are. You, you have uh, uh, Fiedo, Alex Fiedo, that's that's really looked well. He and has. Bo Brisky, don't let his one in five um, record, you know, dictate his season he's looked good for a guy that just was thrown into the mix maybe for a spot start now he's you know he's he's part of the rotation but you know the thing is that no matter how good he is you still have to put up more than like two runs an average of two well, runs that's a game just it. in order yeah. for for any pitcher to be successful They're, so really you know, that's nothing to hang his hat on no absolutely not or he's be getting, upset about so and he's getting really good uh major league experience which you know moving forward will yeah. help him and you know school ball uh, he got his first loss since the end of April. You know his ERA is, it's like mid twos. It's it's one of the top. You know, in his first ten starts of the season, one of the top yeah. in Tigers history. That's so you know he's. But again, you know you're, they're averaging under three runs a game. I don't care how good of a pitcher you, you are. That's just you know it's not going to get it done. And and my fear, and I think a lot of people have the same. Same feeling with me is how much is AJ Hinch going to take? This guy's a hell of a manager and he's playing with it with a, you know, four cards in a, in a, in a 52 deck. And yeah, he's, I, I can see him being pretty upset. He's not the type of manager. He's coming off a world series, you know, the last time he managed. So um, how much is he going to, you know, be able to take, you know, how much patience is he going to have with the, you know, the front office to make sure they bring in the right pieces. And, and, and at this point, if, if he was to walk, it wouldn't shock me because there's going to be teams. You look at teams, you know, like the Anaheim Angels. Yep. They're going to be – they're they're ready to win now. And, and they just fired, you know, Madden, which I think was a huge mistake. But they're going to be looking for a coach. The Cubs are always looking for co- <laughs> a coach. So, so to give you some, give you a little bit on the Tiger starters. So when you look at the ERA that we have, so the uh, ERA, uh, Tarek Skubal's got a two seventy one. 
next is Alex Fieda with a 292. Then you got Pineda, who's on the IL now, but he had a two uh, a 322. And then you got uh, Bo Briskies at a at a 434. And then the Erod, he was a 438, but he's gone. He he was a disappointment. Yeah, for and the then, most part. And then the and then Elvin is a uh, oh. 11.5. Yeah. Well, I I think in New York, AJ left him in way too long. Same with Toronto. They lit him up on Friday night, and I don't know. There was a thing that came out in New York said he was tipping his pitches, um, kind of the way he holds the ball. He was kind of the you know his window. He'll he'll take the ball out of his hand and then throw it. They were talking to some Yankee hitters. They're like, we knew we knew what he was throwing because he they I think they they got four or five home runs off of him. Jesus Christ. And uh, so they it was it, he was throwing batting practice. And here and another thing to look at is is their their bullpen has been solid. One of the top their in bull, baseball. Their bullpen has been solid. One of the top in baseball. And and it, it, I I guess the believe in you know silver linings or, or you know you take some things from this season. It, it is that you know their pitching has been pretty good, and I, I for the most part their offense was not going to be a question mark. You know, Akil Badu, he's not with the team anymore. He's down there in Lakeland doing a, quote, rehab start, which yeah, so, I, I don't know how much of that I believe. So let's but, talk about that. So last year, he was like the the next best thing to sliced bread. Yeah. And he went down to Toledo, mm-hmm. and then he went to West Michigan. He didn't even go to Erie. He went right to yeah. West Michigan. Yeah. Now he's down in Florida. Um. I just, you want to talk about a fall from grace. Hopefully he gets it back. He struggled at the beginning of the year. He struggled real bad. Uh, just being able to get the bat through the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, he was doing his, to me, I don't recall him. He was lifting his his front foot. He wasn't keeping it down. So before the pitch was coming, he has, his front foot would li- li- was lifted up. And it just looked like when he was making his swing, he was very uncomfortable. But who am I? I don't know. It just seemed like his approach. Well, you're, you're Tom. Yeah. Uh, his approach was a little bit different this year. But, too, there's a lot of tape on this guy. He can hit a curveball. And it seems like oh, he's everything like, they he's threw like the at pa- him was. He's the Pedro Serrano. Serrano, yeah. I mean, they that. needed to put maybe Joe Boo in, in the locker. Uh, yeah. and, and have a, uh, a little seance and help him out. But, you know, I wish him the best. He's, he's, he's exciting to watch. I and mean, his glove didn't falter. He, he played good center field, but we're loaded in, in the outfield. There's, there's almost too much. So if you're not going to perform, you, you got to go. And, and unfortunately that's, you know, where it'll end, end up, but. You know, and like, you know, we were talking about, you know, batting averages and everything like that, you know, it, you look at it, and here's the guys that are under under 200. You got Candelario's at you know 181. You got Baez at 197. You got Scope at 189. You got Torkelson at 186. I mean, you look at it, and you're just like Grossman. Yeah, Grossman's batting I think 200 now. Yeah, you got uh, Austin Meadows. He's batting you know 246. Harold Castro's batting 282. You got Eric Haas at 186. Daz Cameron. 
you know, I mean, you the got, list goes on and on and on. The two Castros are really the ones carrying them right now. Willie, Willie, today first pitch of the game, he he put it in the left field or in the right field bleachers. But uh, it's it's slim pickings who who you're going to rely on, and 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 it just goes to show you that why they're where they're at. They're twelve games under five hundred. Yeah, and you know, fading fast. But let me I see. If I, let me see. Just. I wonder, I probably can't get it right now, but no big deal. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, the trade deadline is going to come up here at the, towards the end of July. I mean, obviously the Tigers will be sellers. They'll try to maybe try to move a couple pieces. Scope scope will be gone. I think scope, I think scope will get moved. Uh, Austin Meadows might get moved. Could be. Depending on, they still have control, so he's not a rental player. Right. Um, so he might he Roseman might go. could get, get unloaded. Uh, you know, and I'll be honest with you, they could have just left. Grossman, they could have got rid of him last year, and I'd have been happy with it. But then again, the Tigers, and that's another downfall of Avila. Loyalty. It, 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 loyalty, but, you know, the, last year, there was teams, was it last year or the year before, there was teams pawning for Matthew Boyd, pawning mm -hmm. over him. And he put that expectation up so high. Yep. Look, in Detroit, he meant the world to everybody. Yeah. But when you look at Major League Baseball, he didn't – he didn't. He didn't mean that much. What's well, the old people? The Bobby Higginson complex. Oh my God! Back in the day when Higgy had a huge year, the Yankees they they wanted him, and and the Tigers said he was like, no, thanks, no, no thanks. No, we're, we're gonna, gonna keep him. we're gonna sign him to a mega deal Ugh. and uh, not a mega pint, a mega deal. Oh, oh. and mega um, pint. I like that. And what had, what happened to uh, Bobby Higginson? Well, he is on the wall of obscurity here at the Speakeasy. Indeed, yes. I think I paid five bucks. No, no, no. I bought. That oh one. no, you bought yeah. that one. Okay, yeah. I, I paid twelve dollars. You paid twelve dollars. I was for an getting autograph picture. Well, of... that was because uh, uh, Gonzo, the affinity with Gonzo. Uh, you know, that was his favorite player growing up. Well, so. you know what? Maybe Gonzo needs to find better players to, to enjoy. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. He was, uh, I think five years old at the time yeah. that you know what we all make mistakes right <laughs> yep yep so but, moving on to a more you know brighter note which unfortunately happened 25 years ago hold on let's hold on let's let's not go into that just yet let's oh, talk okay. about a little more doom and gloom because okay. right. since we're on the path of just destruction here so the detroit red wings okay trust the iser plan yes and i'm still full believer of trusting the iser plan we need a coach and, and there's some good ones out there. There's you got trots out there, but you know, trots is going to be like, Hey, I'm going to assess the room. I, you got that, but then you got Tortorella. I, I don't know if he, that's he like, might be the, the, the stop gap. I don't, but no, I didn't be honest with you, but he might run people out. Exactly. Cause what, he's kind of a dick. What you look at, you look at what, how fast he wore his welcome out in Columbus with he, a good team war. They, yeah. they couldn't get rid of him fast yeah, like, you know okay you had patrick line and line like i can't deal with this guy mm -hmm. and then you had also before that who'd you have uh dubois yeah i yeah he's like i, I want to the guy's like i want out of here so bad i will go to winnipeg oh the, the cops oh, the, the cops it's getting it's hard out here in the streets of sl yeah <laughs> <laughs> the mean streets the, mean the streets lc would call Lion. it but you, you know you got Cassidy from the Bruins who, but the the problem with a lot of these coaches like Trotz is the reason why I don't think 
they went after Gerard Gallant last year. You know, those are those are coaches that are established, and they're going to want to come to a situation where they're ready to win. No, the reason why they didn't want Gerard Gallant, in my opinion, it's Eisman's body. Eisman probably doesn't want to have to fire him. <laughs> I don't think he wants to have to can his buddies. Which leads me into the next thing. Let's let's hear. It. The, you know the Vegas bet has Sergey. Uh, seven to two odds to be the next coach. You know, he, he won a KHL. Did he win two? Has he won two KHLs? I think he's won two. Yeah. Uh, in this past year, he came back from 3-1. And, you know, if there's a league that's, that's you know, comparable to the NHL, it, it's KHL. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a solid it, – it's definitely a solid league. I've watched a number of games. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because ESPN Plus will, will broadcast them. Yeah. And they have English – they have ink, so you translator. You know, so, well, no, it's not. A, it almost, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. It sounds like it's, it sounds like Dave Strader. Obviously, R.I.P. Yeah, obviously he's not here. But the guy's probably the like uh, him, but the interns that they they they. But I mean, it's yeah. it's good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good. It's good hockey. Um, you know, they 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 play at the Olympic size rinks and everything mm-hmm. like that. But uh, good hockey. Uh, Fedorov would be a good choice, but then you go to look and it's like, do you really want? Does, is he going to really hire a friend to come in and, and do something like that? Would my guess is probably no. Would I would would Fedorov want to come here knowing that that ninety one's not hanging in the rafters? Does he feel does he feel a, a little bit slighted by that still? All right. Well, since you brought that up, your opinion? Do you think it should be in the rafters? Absolutely. Even though it was kind of bullshit how he you know parted ways you know signing that offer sheet with. Carolina, Carolina, yeah. Which you know, he knew damn well he wasn't going to play in Carolina. Kind of, you know, he forced the Illich's hand. But what he did when he was here, without Eiserman, they don't win. I don't think they win a cup in '97. I think he was a huge. I mean, piece. With, you mean without Fedorov? Without Fedorov, I'm sorry. Uh, what he brought, his game was unlike anything anyone's ever seen. Uh, he put up numbers that were. We never saw around here since Gordie Howe in all reality. So does he belong in there? Absolutely. 100% he does. I think he belongs there for the sole fact that he is a Hall of Fame player. Absolutely. He is a, He is in a Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame player. Um, I think he deserves it. However, I think the way they left on bad terms is what is really going to keep him from, well, he, from he, being in there. He... Uh, I know this is going to be a drop at some point. He rubbed Mike Illich the wrong way. Um, Got his cock clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he went that far, but I think in all reality, uh, there might be something in the, in the bylaws with the Red Wings that say ninety one will not be in the rafters. And I think that's a travesty because he was, you know, he was the face. And as I look, turn around right behind you, there's there's better off holding the cup. So you know, and that's the thing is he. I mean, we look at it from what he accomplished on the ice, but we also have to look at what the organization and he had to go through in order to. It was a three-year process. Be, wasn't the, it? be the player he was. I mean, he uh, he defected from his country. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, in those guys that played hockey, they were also signed up for the the Red Army. So, yep. you know, he walked out on. You know, and turn his back on his country. A lot. Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. Mm -hmm. Me personally, for him doing that and then also providing the Red Wings with years 
of Stanley Cup wins, I think right there would probably say, yeah, we've got to put 91 up on the Raptors. <laughs> he deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. All but, right. But as far as him being the next coach, I think as a fan, seeing him behind the bench would be, you know, kind of full circle. Like he started his career here. He had success here. Um, yeah, but you know what you have to do, though? You have to you have to separate your your emotions with reality. Sure. You know, and that's fandom, though. That's and, that's and, the challenge. And, and we and we and when when you and I sit here and we talk about it and we look at it, we're like, yeah, you know, his what he did for, you know, what he did for us mm-hmm. as fans is like second to none. But then you have to look at it as like, all right, is he going to be a good fit? Is he going to be a guy who's going to be able to mentor these players? Is he going to be a guy who's going to get the most out of his players? Is he going to be that guy to turn it around? Right. We don't know. Obviously, his track record in the KHL says otherwise. Mm -hmm. But I'm still a firm believer to where I, I have a hard time with, like I had a hard time with Eisman coming back. And the reason why is because his legacy was so high for being the captain for yeah. all those years to now it's like, if he does not turn this organization around from the dumpster fire, that can how will that stain in, his, will his that legacy? stain his legacy? Yeah. It, I, I, I don't I, think so. I don't, I'm with you. I don't think it will, but it puts kind of a sour taste in people's mm-hmm. mouths. Right. So we'll see. Uh, my opinion, I think they go and get the, uh, the bench coach from, Tampa. I think John Cooper's assistant. I think being familiar with Iserman. Uh, I will tell you right now, if Tampa Bay got bounced out of the first round of the playoffs, John Cooper was out the door and he's in Detroit. He, at, at 100%. I agree that with was you my, on that's, that one. That was my thought. I don't, don't put that past him not coming to Detroit now. Do you, three, three cup runs in a row. Um, it, what more does he have to do in Tampa? Like, I, Does he have a good rapport with Iserman? I'm pretty sure he does. He's, he's local. Why yeah. wouldn't he want to come in and finish his coaching career in Detroit? I, I if I'm Iserman, I'm I'm throwing everything at him to bring him here. That would be huge, but we'll see. Time will tell. All right. So, 25 years ago, we were talking about this uh, before the show. Actually, we talked about it last week. It was the anniversary? Was it June 4th or June 6th? One of those days when the sixth Re- or seventh, something like that. Yeah, when the, the when the when the Red Wings won the. Their first championships was like 1954, 55. It was 44 years, I believe, if I'm not but mistaken. Where were you at that day? Uh, I was at the old uh, contractor steel. Oh, you were. Oh, you were <laughs> at was, work. Huh? I was working the working the graveyard shift when that happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. I mean, for you and I, it was our first. Well, I shouldn't say it was our first championship since '84 because we had the Pistons and Pistons run in the late '80s uh, yeah, and '90s. But, but, but I was an East Side guy like you. I was more on the West Side, so I yeah. didn't really, I, and I wasn't much of a basketball fan. I, I was. Pistons were more near and dear to my heart. Um, but I did, obviously, with the with the run that they went on, uh, you, you followed it. Um, but it was it was really exciting. I mean, the one memory that stands out for me is always the. You know, McCarty's goal to to win, like to, the spin, like the spinorama, uh, the the do fake left, yeah, go right, brought the goalie right, and they just put you know for the game winner. Oh, it was just like the spinorama after where he kind of did it like a spin <laughs> and pirouette and then yeah. hit the boards. Yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting times around here for that. Oh and, yeah, 
And that whole season, if you, you look back with the rivalry with the Avalanche, the big fight, which uh, I believe it will be out this weekend, the documentary, the yes. E60 documentary on yes. the rivalry. Yes. And boy, does that look. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that. Oof. I think that's going to be a good one. Probably one of the most, probably one of the most hated. I think one of the most memorable things, and it really didn't have to go with the game itself, is, you know, and as much as a of a homer, I guess you want to call me, but uh, I was not, I was not a big fan of the Red Wings bringing in, um, McCarty. No, uh, Mike Vernon. Oh, I thought that. Osgood could have taken him there, which he ended up taking him there the next year. If I mis- uh, remember correctly, Osgood got hurt, didn't he? And that's uh, that's why Vernon kind of no. Vernon was signing the off season, and then they brought him in. Then he pretty much they kind of shared time back and forth. Yeah. Um, but you know they gave Vernon the nod. I mean they gave Vernon the nod obviously because Vernon had more experience. That mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't his first Stanley Cup win. Right. You know he won when he was with Calgary back in '89. But, you know, they brought him in, and, I, you know, I felt kind of bad. And then um, they um, – and then I, I want to uh, – this the, in 98, they – I think Osgood won at 98 for them. And then they got rid of him. <laughs> and then they had, like, a plethora of other – like, you know, Curtis oh. Joseph. They yeah. had some of the other guys come in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I I thought that was kind of a dick move, and then he comes back in twelve and wins it again. He wins another so, one, yeah. Or no, twelve was uh, Dominic Hasek. Hasek, yeah. yeah, and he he won it in oh eight. Oh eight. Oh eight. Oh eight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, real quick, is he a Hall of Famer? Chris Osgood. Uh, I will tell you right now, he has some of the best stats of any goalie that's in the Hall of Fame. Yes, I do believe he should. And he's be got a Hall two cups. I so. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. What about you? I'm on the fence with this one. Okay. I, I guess it's explain it's, yourself. It's it's kind of like the Stafford thing. Is Stafford a Hall of Famer yet? I don't think so. He goes out and he has another repeat season like like he did last year, gets him to a Super Bowl, whatever, maybe. Uh but his stats I, I know otherwise. his stats kind of speak for themselves, and he's he's I maybe yes. Popularity comes into a lot of play. Chris Osgood was never a sexy name. Uh, and I think a lot of the writers who vote in these Hall of Famers, I, I, he wasn't real flashy. He just kind of did his job every day. And, and 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 I don't know how much that hurts a player. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, looking at his stats, sure, yeah, he does. But, you know, at what point do you say – the door is closed because shouldn't he be up for, you know, Hall of Fame induction? Yeah, he should be. I mean, it, and you really don't hear any conversation about it. That That's kind of what concerns me in that that regard, that you really, when the Hall of Fame voting comes around, his name really isn't ever brought up too much. So, one, of the, so uh, you know, one of the last things I want to touch on with this subject, because we're getting pretty close to the time, but that our time you know, that we have imposed for ourselves. But uh, one of the things that I do, uh, I do want to say that it was kind of, you know, we talked about 97. I told you that was kind of my biggest gripe after the fact that they kind of sold them out like that. But one of the things that was a couple of days after they won the championship was the accident oh, that, uh, you know, uh, 
changed the lives uh, for Sergey Fedorov or Sergey no. Manatsakhanov yep. and uh, Vladimir Konstantinov. Yeah, and who is uh, in the documentary? By yes, the way. yes. But uh, you know that was sad. I mean, I remember that, and you know it was all because somebody had made poor choices and uh, got in an accident, and it yeah. affected a life uh, yeah. of two people very indefinitely. And Konstantinov was—he hadn't even hit his stride yet. And then, but there was also some other, in, you know, there was other injuries and everything like that that was involved with that and uh you know definitely off was was hurt yep. he yeah. the time the next year yeah so i mean that that right there is you know it's a tough one the but highs and lows the I highs mean, and lows the, yeah the, the peak of you know you, you know, finally win it and, yeah and, and it's then, amazing how that happens is like you know as i mean i remember when they won people were outside banging pots and pans and uh you know horns uh people driving honking horns mm -hmm. everything like that i remember driving cheering to the, work cheering on the side of the road driving to work in that cup run and they'd score a goal i'm on the horn i'm blowing the horn and everybody on 696 and 275 they were doing the same thing it was it, it was really cool for the you know for the city everybody seemed to really unify over that that was awesome yeah that was awesome cool well It's a deep subject. I think I'm done. You're done? I'm done. We, uh, I guess, for, um, you know, conversations moving forward, um, is the PGA Tour in trouble? I don't care about golf. Um, I don't care about golf. Uh, Deshaun Watson? Next subject. Deshaun Watson? I mean, I'm talking conversations that we can have. On, oh, on Deshaun Facebook Watson? Hey, you know what? The man enjoyed hand jobs. Give him a break. Uh, do you think Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback in Cleveland? Because I do. I I. And, and and that's why they haven't probably released him yet. It's mm -hmm. probably because yeah. of the uncertainty behind um, what kind of uh, penalties the league is going to levy down on him. So I think that remains to be seen. Yeah. I just think you know I think I think Baker's getting kind of the raw end of the deal on this one because I think um, I think the Browns they uh, gave up on him too. Quick. They, they gave up on him. I mean, the guy played on one leg last year, one leg and a half an arm. So. And I don't think that I don't think that was fair to him. So their backup, CJ Beathard, they brought in on the offseason. Yeah. Carried him off on a stretcher today. Did they really? Yep. So it's looking more and more likely like Baker uh recovered, you know, because he had shoulder surgery and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh it's not looking good for the Houston Texans either. I think they were complicit in all of this. Uh came out that they were supplying hotel rooms and making the women sign uh ndas which um mm. that kind of sounds like your hands caught in a cookie, cookie jar, jar. Yeah. yeah so this this saga definitely is ongoing and 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 hey uh, listen as my dad always said if it looks like shit if it sounds like shit and it smells like shit it's it's shit it's shit it's shit so uh but cleveland guaranteed 230 million he's gonna get paid whether he plays or not uh, i think crazy. deshaun watson is uh one lucky SOB, uh, if that is the case, but it's it's something that's going to be evolving. Look forward to um, more to come. More to come, and uh, we'll dive in on future shows about the SEC grumbling about maybe wanting to pull away from the FBS and create their own like super league. And uh, I know I put a thing on Facebook about they, it. They can they can take Alabama. You can leave Georgia. I like Georgia. You can leave Georgia. You can take Alabama. And Alabama 
and shove it right up Alabama's <laughs> ass. Kirby and his uh, advisor can go too. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, a, I mean, hey, put Kirby in a regular hat. Wait, maybe we'll send him an easy speed hat. <laughs> I'm sure he'll wear that. He'd be like, but... hey, as long as we got a Georgia, Georgia red and black, he <laughs> might wear it. We could do that. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, moving forward, yep, we'll uh, not maybe not a weekly thing, but you know, as things things settle as as things settle down uh, the schedule frees up a little bit more uh there'll be more opportunity and when football season gets closer there's always that's always a a hot topic uh that that we like to discuss and we can get a little bit more details in but um but uh game six uh game five tonight in gold state the 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 nba finals i know rich isn't a big fan um, I think Golden State will end up winning this thing in probably uh, seven. Uh, but the Cup Finals start on Wednesday between Colorado and Tampa. I like Colorado. Rich. Oh boy. Um. I mean, everybody wants to see. Let's just go back. Everybody would like to see Tampa Bay. Three P. Three P. Everybody would. That's everybody in the state of Florida. Uh, me, on the other hand. Um, I'm tired of it. I think over the last couple of years, um, Tampa has exploited a loophole, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm not a fan of. And the the NHL needs to tighten it up. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think that um, I think Colorado just they just have too much. They have I, too I, much firepower. I, I think they have too much. I think Nathan McKinnon is just uh, this year. I mean, just look what they did. I mean, everybody thought that, uh, you know, Edmonton was on a roll. You had uh, McDavid. You had Dr- I'll tell you right now, if they had a younger goaltender, who's a little bit, I think it would be They're, tough. Uh, they would still be playing. Yeah. They'd be going for game. They'd be going seven games yeah. in that one. But I honestly think that just the firepower just of, of Colorado, they roll four lines just – I mean, and, and they're, it's nonstop. They're relentless. It's nonstop. And, and even though you know Tampa's goalie is probably the you know number one in the world, is he going to be able to handle that many shots thrown in his direction? Probably, right in, probably and not. Right out? Especially with McKinnon and Cal McCarr, and I mean, it, they just—I mean, they just absolutely—they can hit you from every which way. And and here's here's the reason why I think Colorado wins. Corey Perry's a Tampa. He always loses a cup. Like the last two years, he's he's lost the cup, and then he joins the team that he yeah, loses the cup yeah, to. Beats so. him. Yeah. But I think this is the end of the road for Corey Perry. I think but. Corey Perry can kiss my ass. <laughs> so, anyway, yep. so I, on that note, everybody, I want you guys to have a great night. Tom, it's been real. I'm yep. glad that we finally got yep. back it was, to it. It was good. It was, just, the mic it was a little bit of a scare, that's for sure. We, we uh, pulled it off. <laughs> it was a little bit of a scare when things weren't working out like we hoped they would be, but uh, we got it working out. We're good. Everything like that and uh, more to come. And that's it. Yep. Stay tuned and uh, we'll be back at some Thank point. Thank you for listening sure. to another episode Bye. of Easy Speak at SpeakEasy 330. You can catch us every week at iLogicMedia.com, Apple, and Spotify. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Easy Speak Cast for the latest and up-to-date news. Cheers.